Someone please talk to me. I Hannah will say about that I have lights. gone on a couple of dates and not mentioned it yet, and it's really whew, we're getting there. New Year's resolution. Don't bring up Friday yeah, Night Lights. Yeah, but like last time I did state. it, I was gifted a season of Friday Night Lights. So Okay, so do. Honestly, I have talked about Neopets <laughs> on multiple first dates. Uh yeah. and it's gone okay. Um <laughs> So I think you have to follow. Just be yourself. Be yourself. As if you say. can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello, and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah, and this is the world's only March Madness-style Brad Pitt-themed podcast. Where we... Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> a little rusty on the pipes. I'm a little rusty. I gotta, like... <laughs> but we're pitting every one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. Uh, this is not a spoiler-free podcast, so if you haven't seen the movies we're talking about today and you don't want to be spoiled for them, pause, go watch them, feel your feelings, come back, listen to us, feel our feelings. Uh, If you don't care about spoilers or you have seen them, forge on ahead. It's going to be pretty good, I think. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. We're in round three now, right? Yeah. Yeah, Season three. Season three. Ooh. We're we're closing in on them. Mm -hmm. We got out of our sophomore slump of second season where we had a lot of shakeups and weird changes, but now we're settling back into the status quo. Yeah, and it's telescoping now. We're hitting the point of the bracket where I think there's only eight uh, pittings this time. Oh, and all of them are good movies for the most part. All of them. Well, happy feet to you, but... Uh, I actually saw Happy Feet one recently. It was it was playing in the background because the party was full of like animation nerds. Everybody was like, "Oh, turn it up!" And so we ended up watching all of Happy Feet one. And most of the people hadn't seen it, and they were all like, "What is happening?" And I kept telling everybody, like really emphasizing, I was like, "If you think this is weird, you have to see Happy Feet 2. But I didn't really want to get into the podcast, so I had no reasonable explanation for why I'd seen Happy Feet 2 so many times. I was just like, yeah, I've, I've seen it a bunch of times. It's really weird. You should have explained the podcast. I did. There was so much going on. I was like, this is a whole thing. I didn't feel like pitching myself. We should mention that we are now a bi-coastal podcast. This is our first time recording on Skype. Weird. Uh, my mom sent me a link to... Uh... Oh, no, she didn't send me a link to an article. She just sent me a text saying, like, I read an article that said that Angelina Jolie has voodoo dolls of Brad Pitt throughout the house and has forbidden (laughs) the children from saying his name. That's so funny. Like Voldemort. Yeah. I would kill for a Brad Pitt voodoo doll, but I wouldn't do anything bad to it. I would just put it in the sunlight. (laughs) Let it feel like, like stroke its little hair. Yeah. Ah. Treat it like a little plant. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, how you doing, little buddy? That would be so cute. Before yes. we get started on the movies, though, too, I also just want to say, like, I am very, like, at myself on how, uh, just, like, quietly, like, aww, I am about probably the most privileged white man in Hollywood. <laughs> Precious little baby. My precious baby. Like, is this what super hoolocks feel like? 
probably. It does make me feel a little gross, especially because like, I don't know, since taking a break from watching these movies, because God, we've been away for a while. Apologies, uh, March Pradness listeners. Um, <laughs> but like in my, <laughs> in my own independent life, I like really don't consume any media like with men in it just because I have no interest in that. And so it does make me feel a little bad as a person. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess our movies today? Yes, so we watched Burn After Reading and Moneyball, Uh, which are two big boys. (laughs) Two big movies. Uh, Moneyball was nominated for a number of Oscars, including Best Supporting Actor for Jonah Hill, and I want to say Best Picture, um, but don't quote me on that. And then... Burn After Reading, I feel like was also nominated for Oscars, but if it wasn't, it absolutely should have been, because it's a Coen If it wasn't, movie. it's been nominated by people's hearts. Because I feel like the cultural staying power of Burn After Reading is, like, pretty significant. Definitely. It's, it's really interesting, but then I'm also, like, part of me is, like, have we watched the movie? I don't know. I've, I've got yeah. feelings about Burn After Reading. It is a weird movie. I guess, yeah, let's talk about it first. It's yeah. been fun. And full transparency, it's been a while since I've, we've seen it, because life finds a way to stop things from happening. Um, but, yeah, so Burn After Reading, do you want to explain it? or? Yeah, I'll explain it, because I don't think I'm going to be able to explain Moneyball. <laughs> um, so, Burn After Reading is a comedy of errors. Uh, Brad Pitt plays a gym manager, uh, a workout coach, personal trainer, gym. personal trainer. <laughs> he does. Brad Pitt in this movie is not capable of managing anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> he works there with Linda, who really wants plastic surgery. Um, they find a disc on the ground that contains the memoir in. I want to say memoir in training. The draft of the memoir of a guy that worked at the. FBI? CIA? CIA? Something, Some government thing. He was, like, low-level, um, but they misinterpreted the data as, like, uh, quote, some top clearance shit. Uh, and so they try to blackmail the guy into getting uh, him his CD back, which goes terribly, terribly wrong for everybody involved. Um, Linda's online dating various people, one of which ends up being George Clooney, which is like, you go, girl. (laughs) Um, And everyone's having an affair with everyone else. Literally everybody. That was the thing, watching this for the, what, third time? Mm -hmm. Probably, like, fifth time in my personal life. It's sad. It's so sad. It's really not, it's like, technically a comedy, but damn. Like, nothing's going good for anybody. And there's this real... Uh, theme of like I don't know everybody's just really lonely and fucking up mm-hmm. it's really interesting like how when you think of Brad after reading you're not like a tragedy you're like Brad Pitt saying that's cool <laughs> yeah oh for sure and like everybody that I've mentioned this movie to is like oh yeah I love Brad after reading it's so fun it's funny like nobody's like oh man for an after reading. It's kind of a bummer. It made me cry. But it's kind of a little bit sad, guys. It's, a, it's kind, a of a, kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer movie. I think that's part of why Burn After Reading holds up in so many rewatches, is it's like, 
you forget a lot of the movie except mm-hmm. for some key parts. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that's the point or maybe that's like indicative of a problem almost. Yeah, there really is not a plot. Yeah. Just like life. Just Man. life happening and unfolding and it's just like we're going in so many directions man <laughs> it's just like the kind of movie that you would kick around like at a sleepover or something yeah like you're like it's their role play yeah it's like a role play it just kind of wanders and they're like what should we have them do next and they're like i don't know what if they go to the store but then i feel like that about a lot of coen brothers movies i feel like a lot of their movies have this sort of like meandering nature to them of Mm -hmm. like we're looking at the human condition in a very interesting way i don't know i like i tend to like their dramas more than their comedies yeah yeah i don't know maybe that's just how they roll maybe it's the minnesota goodbye of movies but in movie form but the brad the brad this is a very famous brad this is one of the i'm gonna say this is one of the top three that people mention Yeah, for sure. It's also one of the most gift brads. Yes. The the number of office chat rooms that have gift floating around in it. I feel like my manager has probably sent this to me. Um, And it's the one I see it so clearly in my head. We've posted it, I think. He's wearing a red (laughs) shirt and he's pumping his hands in the air and he's chewing his gum and he's He's got his iPod. Yeah, yeah. He's dancing, and I, I try to think of when that happens in the movie. I think it's something about when they have the disc. Yeah, I think it's pretty early in. Yeah. He's he's so lovable in this role. <sighs> I just, just stupid frosted tips. Yes. He's, he's just, he's just, he does a great job of playing an idiot. He's, like, smacking on his gum the whole time. Um, I really like how supportive he is of Linda. Um, he seems like a good friend. Definitely. He seems, this is one of those Brads that I feel is much closer to who Brad Pitt actually is yes. than some of the other ones we've seen. Oh, I strongly believe, and I say this lovingly, but that Brad is kind of a dumbass. <laughs> Definitely. No, Brad, like, you know, Brad likes to ride like four wheelers and yeah like i think he's i think he's smart i think he's intelligent but i think he's a dumbass yeah he's again like a golden retriever turned into a human man yes exactly and And this this captures that truly just like pure essence the voice is perfect Mm -hmm. again his oh that's cool yeah just i think about it all the time I'm really looking for a guy with a sense of humor. Mm. That guy, wait, wait, that guy wasn't bad. Cam? No, before. Cam? Yeah, he, uh, he might not be a loser. How can you tell? That's a Brioni suit. Oh, yeah? Shit, yeah. Does he look like he would have a sense of humor? Looks like his optometrist has a sense of humor. What does he do? Uh, State Department. Oh, that's cool. It's like, I know that guy. I've yeah. seen that guy. You know? And he's like nice, you know. Yeah, he. Everybody wants that coworker. That's your favorite coworker. Yeah, hundred percent. You could just you could say any you could say literally anything to him. You could be like, Brad, I just took a huge shit and blew up the toilet, and he'd be like, Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that sucks. 
uh, I don't know why that was going my... to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing, nothing would phase this man. Yeah. No, he's, um, he's great. Uh, yeah. I, I just like, he's so iconic. He's so precious. He's, oh, when he's about to get shot and he tries to smile his way out of it. Yes. <laughs> so he gets, Brad is, um, rooting around in the home of, uh, George Clooney, right? Or is George at... I think George is at Tilda Swinton's house. Okay, so he's rooting around the house of the FBI guy, but again, comedy of errors, George Clooney is there because literally everybody is cheating on everybody. Uh, And like Brad, he comes home and Brad hides in the closet and George Clooney is taking a shower and then discovers him in his closet and shoots him immediately. But Brad like, yeah, gives this like shit-eating grin (laughs) when he's discovered in the closet as if like... Hey, what's up? You can't shoot me. I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah, it doesn't work. And Brad does die. Mm-hmm. All right, P. Um, I like that George Clooney makes a dick bicycle. <laughs> he does. That has um, nothing to do with the Brad, but... <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't, he DIYs it from Home Depot, and it. I hate that man. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say, is that George Clooney, because Brad Pitt is like his wallet got stolen or something. I don't know. I bet he was wearing like a borrowed suit for whatever reason as well. But oh. George Clooney is like picking through his body and thinks that Brad Pitt was like a spook. Yes. Like, Cause he cut the labels off of the suit, which I don't remember why he does that. Or if I that's don't even know. Explained, but I think he was trying to be like, Oh no identification. Yeah, and then George Clooney was like, oh, he's a fucking spook. And then, like, buries him by the river. Yeah, And then he continues his affair with Linda, who's like, my co-worker's gone missing. I think his name is Chad. Yeah, I think it is. And she's like, Chad's gone missing. And George is like, huh. And doesn't, like, realize. (laughs) Doesn't connect the dots. And Everyone then, like, in this movie's a fucking dumbass. Chad and Linda are like going to the Russian embassy to present the the info that they found, and so like the FBI or the CIA, whoever the people involved are, are like trying to figure out like they don't understand what Brad and Linda have to do with this, but they're like everybody. I don't know. Everybody thinks everybody else is like more important than they are. It's true. And is then that the thesis at, at the end, like they find Linda and, like, are talking to her about it or whatever, and, like, the FBI is, like, we just, like, super fucked up, like, what do we need to do to make sure that this doesn't get out to, like, the general public, whatever, and they're, like, she promised not to talk if we pay for her surgeries, and he goes, J.K. Simmons is the FBI director or whatever, and he's, like, what? And he's, like, she wants some plastic surgeries and is asking that we pay for it, and J.K. Simmons is, like, sure, fine, whatever, (laughs) just, like, what the fuck? I'm really glad that Linda gets her surgeries. I know, me too. I but hope also she's, she's beautiful okay. without them. I know, but she wanted them so bad. Yeah. I just hope she's okay because, like, everybody she loved died. <laughs> yeah, I hope she gets surgery and therapy for, like, a I lot know. of reasons. Yeah, for many. Linda needs help. Yeah. Um, God. So, yeah, this one's tough. We were talking about this before we started recording, but we're, we're not quite sure what to do about the scorecards as we get to these bigger movies because it's getting harder to boil down these heavy hitters into like the five point categories because mm-hmm. like obviously for me just when I started doing my scorecard this was this was full score this was all mm-hmm. 16 points because he's super charismatic panache 
off the charts. Like, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about Panache. He's got mm-hmm. that, like, je ne sais quoi uh, commitment. I feel like he is really committed to the role. And he's he gets a hotness point from me. Definitely. Um, he doesn't get a hotness point from me because the frosted tips are a eh, uh, questionable choice. <laughs> That's fair. But he is serving body yaddy yaddy. Yeah, because he's so. a gym trainer. <laughs> I would have, I would have a, if Brad, I get, okay, I rescind my no hotness point because if Brad was my personal <laughs> trainer, I would have a crush on him. Thank you. I think that you would. You'd be I like, am. you would, this is how you would, you would say, Sarah, I have to tell you something. And I would say what? And you'd say, you can't tell anybody. And I would say, okay, what? And you'd say, okay, my personal trainer is super hot, but he's like a huge dumbass and he has frosted tips. That's exactly and how that would happen. I would bury my head in my hands and I would say you know what you are valid <laughs> like Abby and Trent <laughs> exactly no for sure I think I agree that this one is like these are hard to judge because this Brad is so fun and so iconic culturally and like in terms of how people think of Brad Pitt mm-hmm. like when we think Brad when you're like I do a podcast about Brad Pitt people are like oh yeah I love Bird After Reading because Brad Pitt's such a like a bimbo in it and it's so funny and I mm-hmm. you know like I've heard that from so many people mm-hmm. but then on the flip side and we'll talk about this more when we talk about Moneyball it's like Moneyball sh- those sorts of films show who Brad Pitt is when he is like like it shows that he's a real actor Right. It's really easy to look at Brad Pitt and be like, yeah, the burn after reading guy. He's not a very good actor, but he sure is fun. Right. And then on the other side, we get these movies where it's like Brad Pitt is like a very good actor. Right. He's a good, he is good at acting with a capital A. Right. And that makes it really hard. Right. Um, Yeah. Should we just jump into Moneyball at this point? Because I feel like we have more to say about the comparison. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, it, quickly, Moneyball was released in 2011, um, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Brad Pitt plays a former professional play- baseball player who is now general manager for the Oakland Athletics, which is a stupid name for a baseball team, <laughs> and his name is Billy Bean, and his best player was just purchased by the Yankees for a contract of, like... $20 million over five years or something like that. And Brad Pitt's like, rah, 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 my team doesn't have money to pay for good players. And then he's trying to like beg for money or players or something from the Cleveland team. And Jonah Hill is in the office and is like, you shouldn't do that, whatever. Brad Pitt realizes that Jonah Hill is like a statistical genius and they build a winning baseball team out of undervalued players. So they do it well and on the cheap. They work smart, not hard. And then they win a lot of baseball games, and Brad Pitt changes how people run baseball teams. The end. That was a good summary. It is also definitely a prestige drama. It's Hmm. very much, like, about, like, very quiet, somber, like, what do we do when we are trying to beat the odds, but... It's like, it's interesting because it's a sports movie and it's a math movie. And if you're not interested in either of those things, like Sarah isn't, it's like, just not, you're going to have, it's not good. Um, I personally enjoy it because sports make me sad and it does a lot of talking about the stuff about sports that makes me sad. Um, but like in a satisfying way. 
But on the other hand, if you want that content, I would recommend watching Friday Night Lights because you get five seasons of it and Kyle Chandler (laughs) plays Brad Pitt and you also have women because this movie exists in a world where women don't exist. That is by far my, oh my God. It just drives me, it drives me crazy watching this shit because it's just like, how did nobody see or care that there's no women in it? Like it's literally, there's the wife who's a nag. There is uh, the wife, I think of, yeah, there's the wife of, um, what's his face? Chris Pratt, who I don't think speaks more than two words. Uh, There is a reporter who is a nag. Uh, and then there is a secretary that shows up in the last five minutes to bring coffee to the Red Sox manager guy. And he's like, it's her birthday. What should I get her? And Brad Pitt's like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, I'm going to get her a scarf. Women like scarves. That's it. Then the whole fucking movie out of like probably 50 dudes. I don't even think there were women in the background. It's just like, I can't watch this shit as a person who loves myself like what the fuck guys i just can't it i can't i i cannot take anything else about the movie seriously or give it any validity when it didn't do something as basic as putting women in it or people of color i think it was pretty much every single character was white and she's like i don't give a shit about the historical accuracy like put some fucking diversity in your movie there's no, no excuse and it's like did this story even need to be told no it it was it no. was based off of a book, based off of a true story, and like just like or like if you tell it, you can include the perspective yeah. of women. I I nope. know there were women involved. Not one with woman. This. Women don't exist, Sarah. God, I I cannot. I cannot. I I hate this movie. I will make no excuses for it. I will say nothing good about it. Even the math montage, which I think I said something positive about last time. <laughs> Fuck the math montage. I hate everything about this movie. I just hate it. And I feel like women are still expected to like this stuff or to apologize for it or make excuses for it because it's like a quote unquote good movie. And we shouldn't be like, we shouldn't have to watch that and be like, oh, yeah, that was technically good when it's like I didn't see myself anywhere and I was negatively represented the whole time. Definitely. Uh, but it also means that, like, things are changing for it to be so apparent. No, for sure. And it's uh. like, those are, I'm, I'm very happy that those are conversations we're having now. I'm very happy that we are having more and more conversations and more and more outrage, both as consumers and as, like, within the industry for how these prestige dramas so long, like, for so long have been so historically, like, white dude movies. To the point where it's like... Definitely. You know, like, when we first started this podcast, like, Moonlight won Best Picture for La La Land and stuff like that. I am still upset that women are not being allowed to make movies um, and that that's not happening. But I am also pleased to see that in the past five to ten years, we have started acknowledging and, like, taking steps to allowing these stories, you know? Like, outside of, like... I think sports as a genre is always going to really suffer from this. Um, I watched mm-hmm. I, Tanya recently, and that was like, I don't know. I don't know. I grow <laughs> weary of this earth. But uh, all, all this, this being, being said, said, it's a... <laughs> 
Brad is very technically adept in this. Yes. Brad does a really good job. It's one of the movies that I was really surprised to see him in. Like War Machine, when you watch it and you're just like, oh, damn. Like, there he goes. My boy's acting. And it's like, it's, it's interesting to see Brad Pitt in these, like, quieter, more nuanced roles because we do expect him to be things like Ocean's Eleven or Burn After Reading or any number of, like, Mm -hmm. loud, Mm -hmm. out-there things or just, like, a pretty face, like, in Troy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's interesting and, like, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see, like, grown-up Brad and, like, a Brad that, like, proves that he's a real actor. Definitely. Like, there was a lot of nuance in his performance. Um, I think he did a really good job showing that, like, mm-hmm. restrained anger with mm-hmm. occasional outbursts. Um, like, he was fucking pissed. Their algorithm wasn't working for a long time. And everybody was like, oh, Billy Bean should be fired. Billy Bean's fucking up. And he's just, like, uh, clenching his jaw. And then every now and then he'd go, like, kick a chair. Um, he got really mad at his team when they were, like, goofing around in the locker room. Um he did a good job of playing like that character seems really far from brad i don't know the man from my perception of brad <laughs> i don't i don't right. think he no, is for that sure man. like brad is like like let's be brad's a fucking stoner brad's a fucking he's a dumbass so it's, like, it's weird seeing brad pitt play a kyle chandler character that's all i can like that's that's the only way for me to frame it and like Mm-hmm. That also makes me question, in terms of the Bradness, how mm-hmm. we can rate that movie. Because, like, I wrote in my notes about it, like, this movie does make me just sort of wish I was watching Friday Night Lights because Brad Pitt is just playing <laughs> Coach Taylor, but, like, older and more sad. Right. Or not even older and more sad, just, like, baseball mm-hmm. Coach Taylor. And, like, there isn't right. the same heart. And, like, obviously he's playing a real person and Coach Taylor is, like, a perfect, yeah. beautiful fantasy man um, who loves his <laughs> wife, Connie Britton, who's perfect. I even wrote, too, like, I could see Jason Bateman playing this role, which is weird. Yeah, right. That's definitely part of it for me. And another thing I was thinking about was that, like, even Brad couldn't compel me to, like, care about this movie Whereas he's been in other trash heaps, like, God, what fucking, uh, um, right. Legend of the Fall, like, terrible, problematic movie. I think of that movie very positively <laughs> because of Brad Pitt. <laughs> like, I think of that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I would watch that for Brad Pitt's yeah. performance. Whereas this movie, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, when I hear Brad's voice, it doesn't spark anything in my soul. No, there's no spark of joy. No, for sure. It's like, and then I'm like, was this movie written to have Kyle Chandler in this role? And then we were like, (laughs) no, Kyle Chandler's already Coach Taylor. Potentially. It is it is a it is a weird Brad Pitt would not be right? your first choice for this role, I don't think. Like nobody mm-hmm. wrote this with Brad in mind. It's very unusual for him to play, which is cool. Like I guess that's part of why it's cool to see, because it's like, oh, Brad doing something outside right. of his typical range and no, nailing sure. he, it. Like he sticks the landing. Oh yeah. The scenes with him and his daughter are really, really, really interesting. So good. 
That's beautiful. Sometimes I sing. It's fun to sing with your song, but I'm not, I don't want people to listen to me. Well, honey, I think people would love to listen to you. That's beautiful. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie by far, because it was like putting yeah, some humanity and that was like into this like, clusterfuck of sports. Never. It tries to pretend that you should care about a bunch of people, like the players and stuff, without yes. actually like turning them into people. Aside from the fact yeah, they're that they're sports, sports dudes, it's really banking on. And it's like, yeah, neat, <laughs> cool. Why do I care about Chris Pratt? Because I know Chris <laughs> Pratt is a douchebag. So like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I I should I feel like I should be the playtester for sports movies. Like if you could make me care, then you've done it. But until then, if you're banking on like your audience's already like love of the subject, I feel like you're being yeah. lazy about it. Like you should be able to make a movie about like I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a type of frog, like a really specific type of frog. You should be able to make a movie about poison dart frogs and have it be that not just scientists like right, the movie. No, for you sure. know what I mean? Like, I think about that a lot too with like sci-fi and like the superhero movies and stuff. Yeah. Like if I don't have a background, like the new Spider-Man did awesome at that. You don't have to know or care about Spider-Man to like the movie because it's about a human drama like a, a human the human struggle and i think all movies should be like Definitely. that no it's cinema cinem, film is interesting because film is one of those mediums that is so it's an empathy machine and if you're not able to use it that way then what's mm -hmm. the fucking point of making a movie like definitely if you're not using your film to build empathy then you're not doing it well and you're not doing it correctly and definitely like all i know about billy bean he got a stupid fucking name, like some sort of nineties toy. I can't get over it. All I know about him is that he is a divorced dad and he runs a baseball team, and that's all he has. So he has he anger problems. He's supposed to be a number one player, like, but then he like fucked up and then wasted it. Yeah, and then didn't go to Stanford. Yeah, like that doesn't sound like a man I, I'm gonna root for. <laughs> no, for sure. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. And then it's it's we're getting to a point, too, in the bracket, though, where it's like it's difficult now to judge the Brad outside of the movie. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah, it's hard. I I did place personally in terms of the scorecards burn after reading above Moneyball um, just mm -hmm. because of how like done a lot of internal thinking about what Bradness means to me. <laughs> during our break, in our, during what our break. Does mean to me? I'm doing some <laughs> reflecting. And, like, I, I do think that a certain amount of the Bradness is, what do we use Brad Pitt for? What is it about him that is the cultural staying power? And, like, it's yes. things like Burn After Reading that make us think, mm -hmm. like, give us those, like, yeah, nice, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's exactly it for me. Like, the technical... The technical acting that he does in Moneyball does not tip the scale in his favor for me either. Because because of that staying power, like I can close my eyes and see uh, Chad dancing all day long. I can hear his voice in my head. I'm not going to think about Billy Bean. And like, maybe it's not entirely fair because that is the character he's playing. But just like the charm and exuberance that he is 
seeping. Like, we do talk a lot about, like, why Brad Pitt? Why is Brad Pitt such a cultural mainstay? It's not Billy Bean. It's it's because of that. Right. It's like we're not, we're not, as a people, like, we like Brad Pitt and think that he should maintain his status as a big celebrity because he is a good capital A actor. Like, that's why we've got, like, fucking, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever. Exactly. But, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, a serious. Like a Meryl Streep, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nobody's like, oh, we gotta get Brad Pitt for our technical historical drama, even though he is in a weird amount of historical movies. Fucking Daniel Um, Day-Lewis. That's who I'm thinking of. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We're gonna, That's not yeah. him. He's a Brad I'm like, Pitt. I do think a lot about the comment that Brad Pitt is a character actor in a leading man's body, which I very much agree with. Yes. And I think that Moneyball is a really good example yes. of that. Um, mm-hmm. It almost, yeah, I don't want to say it does a disservice to the movie because he does a great job, but it's just, I just have to say, like, why Brad Pitt? Like, why did you pick right, exactly. Brad Pitt? Like, it's like, it's, it's. I think it's a really good example of, like, the depth of range that Brad Pitt has and, like, the fact that he is a good actor. And uh-huh. I will bring it up anytime anyone is like, Brad Pitt's a shitty actor. I'm like, yeah, but he's, like, super not. Sit oh, down. I have me. some episodes for How you much to listen time do you to. Have? <laughs> um, but it's like, again, this movie is a Kyle Chandler movie. And the fact that Brad Pitt does a good job, I think it makes me excited to see, like, Ad Astra and some of the other stuff that he's coming out with right now. He offers this consistently, yeah. but I don't think it's why we like him. I think why we like him... Yes, super Yeah, agreed. I think why we like oh, him is why we find these compelling. Because we think of Brad as this one thing, and then he surprises us with these other things. Are these other things what make Brad Pitt Brad yes. Pitt? <sighs> Remains to be seen, but... No, I think these. this is the other side of the coin that allows us to see the Bradness. You can't have the Bradness if not for... The money ball. The other side. The anti-Bradness. Which, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, actually. I feel like we're really, like... I feel like we're really hitting something on the head here. Um, <laughs> we actually are getting closer to learning <laughs> what, what Bradness, bradness means is. By Hannah Skibby. I... Super agree. I feel very confident about this. It's how I felt in my heart, but I was like, do I need to justify it? But it's like, yeah. Well, we just did justify it. No, I think I think I I would comfortably put burnout for reading closer to what Bradness is than Moneyball. Yes, a thousand um, a thousand percent. Yeah, I just I think that it's I think that's closer to what Bradness is. Yeah, I agree, and this is. Uh, a podcast about finding mm-hmm. the ultimate Brad, and that's closer to what Brad with a capital B uh, registered trademark definitely is than Moneyball. Nobody, nobody fucking yeah. brings up Moneyball unless nobody's like, oh, cool, the, the like, Moneyball guy. I saw Moneyball. It was really good. That's true. That's true. There's some, you know, somebody's seen their Brad Pitt repertoire if they bring up Moneyball or like The Big Short. Um. Do we yeah. want to pick what we're doing next? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. Like... like <laughs> yeah. Dad. Bobby? Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Let's just go through the options. This is what's going to happen in this season. We have Mr. and Mrs. Smith versus Across the Tracks. That's exciting. Uh, we have Happy Feet 2 versus The Mexican. <laughs> probably our worst one. World War Z versus Snatch. 
uh, Ocean's 12 versus Fury. Ooh, Fight Club versus Johnny Swade. Uh, Troy versus Ocean's 11. And 12 Monkeys versus The Assassination of Jesse James. That's that really, is tough. really tough. That is really tough. This is hard. I kind of feel like we should do like a rando yeah. next time. Like a, like a Mr. Mrs. Smith versus Across the Tracks. I yeah. think we should that do that. Fun. Yes. My heart, my heart sings when I think about that. It sparks joy for me. That's good. That's good. I heard it here <laughs> so first, next folks. week, join us for Mr. and Mrs. Smith versus Across the Tracks. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for staying patient for our long hiatus. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on in our lives, but now, now we're, the, the dust has settled. The dust has settled. We're back and ready to talk about Brad. And like Hannah said, you know, we've been able to reflect on Bradness as a thesis. As a concept. As a concept. And uh, I have my fake mustache on <laughs> and I am twirling it. I'm, I'm glad you're twirling it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I have a little Ooh. cup of tea. My pinky is out. I'm smoking a pipe. That's beautiful. And I'm... <laughs> I'm ready to talk about Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt. <laughs> On this day in, I don't know, his birthday. I'm not that fan. Uh, so, thank you for listening. Um, you can give us a big old like on iTunes. Give us five stars. That'd be cool. Uh, you can find all of our content online at merchbradness.net. Uh, <laughs> uh, on Stitcher, Acast, uh, Apple, well, iTunes and Apple Podcasts are the same thing. Uh, Google Play Music. Pretty much anywhere podcasts are found except for Spotify and um, SoundCloud. Because who listens to SoundCloud? Apparently. We get asked that a lot, actually. I don't know, man. I'm happy with listening to my music on Spotify uh, and my podcasts on iTunes. You use Spotify for your podcasts. I know because my or my Spotify, every once in a while, when it tries to get me to listen to podcasts, is like what your friends have been listening to, and it's just the Adventure Zone and my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> Does it rat me out when I listen to podcasts? It's pretty yeah. much 24-7. I think I, I listen to... <laughs> either one of them. I listen to the McElroys like eight times more frequently than I listen to music. That's what they want. They are they are the music. I listen. Uh, yeah. Alright. Um, I love you all. Eat mm-hmm. a big sandwich. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch a Brad Pitt movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Take a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. I do have a bath. Uh, nice. You should probably do that. You should probably take my advice. Thanks. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>